you're on a hot date with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I am Lauren. You know how you text your friends and ask them what to wear on the first date? How to respond to a text from your crush or to weigh in on whether you should post a certain pic on the socials? Yeah, well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Join our village every week because we're serving you expert guests who are filled with tips and tricks that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our pod with your friends so you can help the village grow bigger. And you can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. Okay, guys, so dating is an emotional thing. Are we right? I think we're right on that. But it's not all bad all the time. So we feel a lot of things while we're on our dating journeys and in and out of relationships. And we think it's fair to say that it's okay to feel like a range of emotions during dating and being single. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not so great. And this is why we're celebrating Jen's birthday with a list of 36 reasons why Jen is single. One for every year she has graced us with her presence on this earth, and they won't be as pretty as she is. Well, not all of them. So in honor of a new year ahead for Jen and a new year ahead for the rest of you all, since we're getting to the end of 2020, let's take some time to talk about the good and the bad in hopes to keep our village member status in good standing, because that's what we do, and to help Jen on her journey of love. But before we dive into all of that fun stuff, and in true It's Complicated fashion, let's visit the Rose Garden for a gardening sesh with a little game of Rose and Thorn. Well, it was my two-year engage anniversary on 1220. Cute. So that was fun. <laughs> so fun. I remember that day well. Yes. And then, yes, we actually had just uh, recorded a pod and you knew about it and I didn't. So that was also fun. And you were just not in the mood and your nails were not done. And I was like, oh, you have to just go. It'll be so great. Get ready fast. Goodbye. And then the things happened. Um, And my thorn is, it's probably just, it's going to be sound boring, but I think it's real relatable. I just want to be at Christmas holiday parties. That's, I just want to be there. I want to be doing the things and we're not. And so it's fine, but like, you know, it's like, it's annoying. Yes. And I hear that. And that is definitely a thorn in most people's sides. Um, I will start with my thorn. Um, Hi, I am now 36. Happy birthday. Um, Yeah. So that's a thing. And it's again, a weird time to celebrate a birthday, especially because it's right before the holidays and people are hesitant to hang out, obviously, which I totally understand. I'm even hesitant to hang out with myself at this point because like who even knows from day to day, the good news is I was tested. Um, you know, for COVID and I came back negative and that's really lovely. Um, the thorn though also is that like planning things even like for Christmas tomorrow is a little bit tricky because obviously I was with people for my birthday and I want to be with my family, but like also they're spread out. They're afraid like everybody's facing and my problems are not the worst. It's just my own. And it's like obviously perspective and I'm grateful to have health and that everyone I love is okay. But the whole like 
orchestration of it all is just not merry and bright. But of course, I live for this holiday and nothing will stop me from celebrating and waiting for Santa. Um, But also my rose, aside from waiting for Santa, which I love, is that I was in Vegas with some friends. And while that might sound crazy and reckless, it was super tame. The place was a ghost town. We totally hung out at the house, made dinner, ordered in, took advantage of the extra space we had. We had a four-bedroom house for three people and a dog. And we also did do some sightseeing, which was nice. We went and climbed Red Rock and got out in nature. Tara Nichols would be very proud because she told me I needed to do that. And we also went and saw Christmas decorations because there's so many displays in Vegas that we tried to hit them all and got in like four miles of steps while we did it. So we felt like we deserved also then to like have a delicious brunch that day and have a delicious dinner because we're like, we walked all the steps and we aren't contaminated and we saw Christmas and we did the things. So that was really fun. And it was also nice to have like a real celebration because I didn't know what the real birthday would look like. So like being somewhere felt like a thing and we weren't exposed to other people in the house. It was just the three of us. So it sort of felt more freeing to like celebrate together, but I'm, I'm just excited also for my birthday and Christmas. So it is my thorn, but it is also my rose because I like being, you know, just in touch with family and friends in any capacity. And it's a nice reminder that while you might be isolating alone, there are still people out there that love you and think of you and are connected in some way possible. Yeah. And this is a really great kind of metaphor for the whole like topic that we're talking about tonight. It's that, you know, things are good and bad at the same time. And it's okay to be grateful and also kind of complain a little bit at the same time. And you're grateful to be healthy and you're grateful to be, you know, it for it to be the holidays right now because you love Christmas and it's your birthday. So let's celebrate. But like things are kind of making that difficult. And so that's also kind of like the annoying part of it. So I think that that's sort of what we're getting into today. So we're going to go over some of the reasons why Jen is single. And I know that this sounds like a bad thing or like a session to tell Jen what she's doing wrong or like what she can fix to make this problem go away. But that is not at all what we're doing. We need to first change the perspective before we even get into this, that being single is bad. And we need to put single in a category as just a fact with no judgment attached. So we're just talking about why Jen is single. It's not that don't take away that that equals bad for some odd reason. Then we need to disclose that some of the reasons, quote unquote, on our list will be things maybe other people think, maybe things Jen worries about, but maybe they're not valid or maybe they are things that are like conscious choices that Jen makes and then things that are like out of her control. So it's like a whole list of all of these reasons why this thing could potentially be this thing. And it's just this thing as a fact. Ultimately, this allows like any single person to reflect on any changes they wish to make and how to celebrate the strengths that they have and they want to take ownership over. And then, you know, it's kind of like a fun birthday slash end of the year exercise because it's like way cuter than a list of goals because that can be a little intimidating. And this is like a cuter way to do it. So, Absolutely. And I love taking stock. It's my favorite thing to do. I'm a big list maker, as we all know. And I... I like to reflect as we all should. And sometimes it is hard, as you said, but I think because my birthday falls at the end of the year, it's always been the impetus to 
reconvene with myself and sort of, you know, outline what I want to do moving forward. My birthday becomes the milestone instead of the new year. It's like, all right, you are one year older. What did you accomplish and what do you seek out? So I love level setting at this point and this list is phenom. So I'm excited to dive in. I also will add that I am currently single, as we said, and I am just coming out of a situationship that needed to come to an end because it was not serving me. And so I want to make it clear, I am also choosing to be single because being single in this instance is better than being with somebody that isn't the right fit. Exactly. And that is, again, very good, like, metaphor, if you will, for this list, because that is exactly what's happening. Like, what is the bad? What are the good things that maybe equal the bad things and vice versa? Like, they they all are connected. They all play into each other, but they're all there. They all exist at the same time. So let's talk about it. It's not just one thing, right? Well, no, it's not. It's 36. All right. Number one, people say she's too picky. I mean, I don't really think you are. So let's just let that be what people say. Thanks. Okay, great. I agree. So dating fatigue. That is real. I have said it all year. I am exhausted yet hopeful. So I'm hoping that the hopefulness outweighs the fatigue and I carry on into 2021 when Tara says I'm going to find love. So yay me. Dating fatigue is a real thing. Okay. So number three, um, Jen likes her alone time. And I think that this is true. And I think that that's fine. I think that it's not going to, it's going to help with the one above and which is dating fatigue, but it's also going to make you, I think a better person for the person that you then meet because you like are not completely dependent on another person. If that makes any sense. It totally does. I actually enjoy spending time with myself and I can entertain myself for clearly all quarantine. So I think Like you're saying about the dependency thing, like, I do not need somebody. I just want somebody. Yes. And so that maybe does affect the fact that you're not spending 100% of your time dating, but I think that's fine. I don't think you should do that. Um, Number four, she focuses on her job. What's wrong with that? Not a damn thing. It doesn't come at all into play with my ability to date. In fact, I feel like they go hand in hand. But it does take time away, but I think that's okay. But people might say that, or that's just a fact. So let's just throw that in there. Okay. What about physical standards that need to be met? So physical standards that need to be met is number five on our list, but there are things underneath it that are connected. So yes, you have physical standards and that is fine. That is not superficial people. That is a thing. It's called attraction and chemistry. They need to be tall as number six. And that's Okay, that could be hurting you a little. I'm going to go in on this one, in my opinion. I understand that you're attracted to a tall guy. I'm not saying you need to date someone shorter than you. I'm just saying maybe you might. I just, in my personal experience and a couple of people in our village have varied in this category. Like they thought that they wanted this thing and it happened to be tall. So I'm just using that as a thing. It could be anything, but they thought that they wanted tall and then they ended up with somebody shorter than they expected. Not completely like, oh, so short, I'm not attracted because that's not fair, but shorter than they expected. I think maybe if, what if you could be a little more open-minded about that? Potentially. Potentially. We'll see. I hope that maybe in 2021, 
I do start meeting people in person and maybe it's easier to be attracted to their personality versus these random things I see on a dating app that like don't give me a lot to work with. So I'm hoping that my path crosses with somebody amazing, whatever he looks like and however tall he is. Yeah. And also this one. Okay. So they can't have missing hair. That's number seven. And that's Jen's way of saying that guy is bald. And that has to be in there because I think we need to discuss this. There are some like, they're different for everybody, but there are some limitations. And I think like I could personally say like if a guy had a receding hairline, but like had hair on his head and then the other hair was missing, like I'm not, I don't want to do sex with that. I'm sorry. It's just not my jam. I agree. The missing part is the issue. It's like all or nothing. Let's go big or go home. Have hair or have no hair. Somewhere in the middle is I feel like non-committal or like not a style. And like you can totally rock a shaved head right now. That's a look. So just go for it. Yeah. Look like the rock. Own it. Um, number eight on the physical stand under the physical standards umbrella is uh they need to have a yoga type physique that is like pleasing to the eye, but not going to like offend. Jen so that she feels like all they do is work out because that's offensive to you too. So you're like in the middle on that one. Yeah. Like I'm totally fine with even a dad bob. Like they don't have to have like a yoga, like in you, if you think of like a string bean, like somebody who's long and lean, but like work out, but you don't have to be a bodybuilder. Right. So see there, I think that that is, you know, maybe somebody might think that that's like being a little too specific, but I actually think specific is good there. Um, okay. Number nine, uh, Jen needs someone who can understand the loss of her father. So I just feel like this is a big one that nobody is going to like, we can't stray from this. This is like something that happened to Jen and it's going to affect her. And I think we need someone who understands it. That doesn't mean that anybody in Jen's position needs to be date somebody or be with somebody who has also experienced great loss. It might help, but it doesn't matter. I think you just need to feel like safe and secure to feel all the range of emotions within that loss so that this person can like be there for you and be supportive. That is like a must, must, must. Absolutely. I want to be free to feel my feelings, to celebrate and honor him, and also have that person be a part of it. Like something that's always plagued me a bit is that this person will never meet my dad. My dad will never meet them. Like he'll never get my dad's blessing. My dad will not walk me down the aisle. The least that this person can do is incorporate my dad into our lives and keep his spirit alive, much the same as you do and like my friends. And like that is something that's important to me. And also, if somebody is uncomfortable with the subject or unable to discuss it, or I feel like I'm pulling teeth to be able to talk to that person and to be able to open up, that's making me more uncomfortable and not providing me with the support and love and open space I need to be able to feel the grief that I feel. And it's going to evolve. It's going to look different from time to time. With every milestone, it feels a certain way. With every sad day, it feels a certain way. With every great day, it feels a certain way. So they need to be ready for that and like take themselves out of it and just be there for me. I will be there for them for everything. So like, I just kind of need you there for that one thing. And guys, this is an important one for everyone, which is why we bring it up because loss is inevitable. So this is going to come up if it hasn't already, you know, hopefully it hasn't, but if it has, okay, if it, if it hasn't, it will. So be prepared to understand that you're going to have to be supportive at some point in your life for somebody else, or you're going to need it in return. So this is why this is important. Um, the next 10 
11, 12, and 13 are ones that are like, we're just going to rattle through them because like Jen wants to date an older guy. She wants to date a guy that has no roommates. She wants to date a guy that has a good job and she would like someone to wine and dine her. And I feel like those all go in the same category because it takes like a more mature person who is a little more settled in their life and can respect a woman and wants to like show her like shower her with love and affection. And I think that takes like a little bit of an older dude that is a little bit, like I said, more settled. And I think those are okay. And I think that if you're going to be single and you're holding out for that or waiting for that or expecting that, that that is okay. Just also take into consideration, like you have standards. So you're not just dating any old guy. You're waiting for these things. And I think it's okay. I agree. And like the not having roommates thing is I don't want to tiptoe around some other human being. Also, why do you have a roommate? Like, are you not doing well enough in your aspirations that you can't afford to? Or tell me, is it because you're saving up? I would totally respect that. I just need to understand why the roommate is there. And have a trajectory for a job. You might not be the most successful person ever, but like, I just need to know you have ambition and that like when all else fails, like for instance, a pandemic, and if you potentially lose your job, that you have the will to succeed no matter what. You will be resourceful. You'll be creative to come up with a plan because it's not just you in this dynamic. It's both of us and we can lean on each other. We can pick up the slack where the other one drops it, but I need a partner in this. And so I can't be the only one with a good job. I need somebody who also has the drive and the will to succeed. And about the whining and dining thing, I actually just find that to be romance. Some people might think like going to a Dodgers game and having a hot dog is romantic. To me, that's not my idea of romance or like other people want to go for a hike. Not my jam. I want to be wined and dined. I want to live my life like a romantic comedy. I have waited long enough. That is what I envision and I don't want to settle. And while some people might say that that's actually asking for too much, I think other people are starting to settle for too little. Like why did it happen in the 50s and the 60s and we somehow allowed it to just fall off? Chivalry is dead and that saying is for a reason because somebody killed it and then they let it die and bury it deep down into the abyss. But I really hope that the person I'm with is inspired to do these romantic things for me. And we have the same idea of what romance is. Or if we don't, that person can seek help either from my friends, rom-coms, or just flat out ask me what makes me happy. I want to be thought of. And I think we talked about the languages of love. Thoughtfulness to me and acts of service are like supreme on my list of things I'm looking for. So just do some nice things for me. That's so sweet. And I'm really easily amused, so. Wine and dine can be interchangeable with just showering with like love and affection. And that is different for everybody. So that is something that you need. And I, again, we're putting it on this list as what might be, you know, something that if you were dating a guy, he didn't have that, then that is now putting you in the single category or what. But again, this is all, again, interchangeable for people what they're looking for specifically, what wine and dine slash shower with love and affection can mean. So I say, if you're listening to this and you're trying to make a list, showering with love and affection, you can get specific what that looks like for you. But for Jen, it's wine and dine and that's what she needs. If you're playing matchmaker, this is real important because matchmaking plays into whether people are single or not. If your friends are thinking about you on matchmaking for you, or if you're just only trying to date from one arm, like only dating apps, only being introduced, only meeting people in person, letting 
your friends set you up with people they have in mind for you. That is part of how you're going to meet people. But that can be very tricky. So number 14 is Jen loves a matchmaker, but 15 and 16 play into this. You got to remember, if you're going to set someone up, you cannot set this person up with someone that is subpar because that means that then you feel like Jen or the person you're matching is subpar. So like, what does that say about the person? And just because you have two single friends does not equal a match. This goes for like having two gay friends or like, you know, if one of your friends dates a black person and you're like, oh, 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 I have a black friend you might like, like this doesn't always, you don't just do that. It's like, there needs to be thought attached to it. Correct. Absolutely. Because you made this list and that means, you know, me this well. So I would hope that if you knew these things about me, you wouldn't then set me up with somebody who's short and missing hair and can't wine and dine and doesn't work and doesn't care about romance and maybe some of the other things on this list that we haven't touched on yet. But the fact that like, if you could even rattle off three things that I like or dislike, that would help in guiding. And if you put me with somebody that was just completely the opposite of that, I would be insulted for your judgment, as well as the fact that you think my time should be spent in that manner. Agreed. I think that matchmaking is tricky. So yes, have a matchmaker in your life, but everyone realize that this can be tricky. So if you are the matchmaker, be careful. Now, Jen and other people might have reservations about dating someone with children. There is a previous experience that we could be drawing from here, but then also you have to think about this situation just in general, even if you didn't have a previous experience. Absolutely. I think it is tricky. You have to learn a lot about the person, their dynamic with the kids, their dynamic with the ex and how all of that works out. You have been masterful at making all of the different things work and blending your family. And I was very willing to do so. I think it just requires the other person also to make time for you and fit you in their life because they have got many people's schedules to consider when, you know, setting their agenda. So I, I just think I'm open to it, but it has to be with the right person who will make space for me in their life. And I will also gladly understand parenting, and I'm sure it will be very attractive if the person is a good parent. So by all means, people with kids, hit me up. Uh, yeah, and I think it's okay to say there might be reservations because you're just being realistic. It's not meaning, oh, if you say there might be reservations about that, you don't want to date someone with kids. You're just saying everything that you just said 30 seconds before. Um, also, Jen might have some reservations slash preferences at the same time about being wife number two. I kind of think it's a great idea if played out well, because let's say the first one was just the worst. It'll make me look so much better unless, of course, the person left him and he's still pining over her or if he's got baggage because maybe she cheated. I got to understand the lay of the land before I can dive into being wife too, but I'm hoping it's the first option where they really were like a total wretch and I come in as the shining star that's here to save the day. Yes. And this is the thing. Like we said, everything is good and bad. Like being wife number two is good and bad for those very reasons. Like you're probably going to come in and save the day, but there's definitely going to be baggage. So like you have to know you to take the good with the bad. So does number 19 religion play in here? I, you know, I'm going to say that it doesn't really matter to you, but what about the religion? Does this guy have to be Jewish? 
So he does not have to be Jewish. In theory, I would love him to be Jewish and the kind of Jewish I am, where it's like more culturally Jewish and traditionally Jewish than religious Jewish, um, where we celebrate the holidays, we dabble in Shabbat, we do the things, we have the history, we have like similarities with maybe how we grew up and, and like to celebrate things. So we've got that in line and don't have to be like two people from different planets. But- I'm not super staunch on it because I also celebrate Christmas every year and I love holidays as a just blanket statement. So as long as the person's open to my holidays and not weird about them and will participate, I'm fine with it. And also as long as they're not extreme into their religion. Yes, that is key. Anything extreme is really hard to deal with. So it goes with number 20 because the next one is, does he have to be Jewish and celebrate Christmas? And obviously I would guess to say you would inject that into the relationship if you could. And if not, they maybe they already do that, but that's kind of like a thing for you. Sure is. Um, Okay. Does this person have um, to not have voted for Trump? Now here we're going to be talking about (laughs) politics, which is kind of a no, no dating topic in the beginning, but definitely not once you get into it. And when, when you get serious. So does this person, are you like, we need to align politic wise, or I can't like date this person. So this is a great question. Now, If somebody voted for Trump because they are a Republican and it is really just fiscally that they were supporting this human being, or we'll call him that for the sake of the people listening that might support him. But if they did that, I can wrap my head around it. If they supported Trump for other reasons, like moral reasons or buy into the nonsense, I cannot get behind that because that is literally a view, a perspective of life that is so opposite from mine. We couldn't possibly be here for the same reasons. So that's a big hard pass on that guy if he is a Trump supporter versus a Republican. And that is that makes sense. And I think that's a good thing for people to keep in mind when it comes to politics. They're all there's so many layers and so many different you know, avenues you could take with that and very, very specific little minute details you can get into. I think a good way to not let that overwhelm you in the dating sphere and feel like, oh, I'm, I'm taking people out of my, my, you know, dating pool because of who they, if they're Republican or Democrat, get a little bit more detailed than that. Because like Jen said, there are different ways to support different politicians and those details will affect the outcome. I also want to add that a lot of these things might off the bat sound very opinionated, but like we are saying, we're sort of diving deep into the nuances within each of them. And I think that only comes with time of knowing yourself and how you feel about certain things. But that means you also have to spend time alone and sit with yourself on those subject matters and understand what you like and don't like, what's a deal breaker, what isn't, and what makes you feel a certain way and what makes you feel great. So this list might sound superficial or like why, you know, I might be still single because I have all these things on the list, but it's really, I think just the art of getting to know yourself. Very, very, very true. And this is something that we think would be helpful for everybody because like we said, it's the end of the year and it's something to just take stock in. So next, astrology is big for Jen. So number 22 and 23 kind of go hand in hand. Like this person probably can't have a negative view of astrology, but I think they need to be open. And I think that if astrology or something like that, that it means something to you, but it might be something that's like, 
you know, you can't force it upon somebody. Astrology is like something that people kind of get into. And then if you want to like believe it and go further with it, it's like kind of just like a very personal choice. So I think somebody that like sort of is open to hearing how you, how it affects your life and how it aligns things for you is a deal breaker. But what if let's, or is, is not a deal breaker necessarily. They just need to be open to you. What if the sign of the guy that you're dating is like not compatible with your very, very, very like extreme Capricorn, Capricorn, Capricorn sign. Like, does that make you go, uh, I can't date that person? Or what, how do you feel about that? Oh, gosh. You know, I think maybe in the past it would have, but as we've heard from our resident astrologer, Tara, there are many layers to it. And as we know, like you're not just a Libra. I happen to be just a Capricorn, but <laughs> um, I would want to know more about the guy because maybe he emotes differently than his sign leads on. Or who knows? That person's also not a stereotypical cookie cutter copy of the person that I might think of as that sign. And so I shouldn't hold them to the standards of whatever that person might have been in my eyes. But there is some science to it. Apparently, we need to know what the Juno is and all that jazz. As long as, like you said, they don't have a negative view on astrology and think that it is like the stupidest and like poo-poo all over it, I can work with it and I could dig a little bit deeper to see if we're compatible. Uh, that is perfectly said. Okay, number 24 and 25 go hand in hand. Pets are deal breakers for sure. Mochi is like Jen's child, so this person has to love dogs. Like, that is an okay thing, I think. And if the person that you're dating doesn't like dogs, like, too bad. Like, that's not going to work ever, 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 ever. Number 26 comes into play because if they have a dog, it has to get along with Mochi, and Mochi's a little bit of an asshole. I can say that because my cat was an asshole, Okay. Mochi's not an asshole to me, but she can be. It's in there somewhere. So like, what does Jen do if her dog is the problem, but she really likes the guy? Like, what do you do, Jen? Do you like figure this out? Because like, you can't just be like, I'm not dating this guy. Mochi doesn't like you, but it would be a problem though. First, we have to restate what you said. You said, what if my dog is the problem? She would never be. It would be the guy. So now that you've corrected that major blip in the theory, um, Yes. So Mochi's actually chased away a guy before and I was so happy because I didn't want him to come near me. He was like trying to be romantic and walk me to my door and like wanted to kiss me at my door. And if anybody knows me, they know that when someone leans in, I sort of just let them kiss me because I feel bad. I don't want to hurt their tiny, tiny ego. Yeah, fuck politeness. You can't do that. Well, so that was a thing of the past, but, and this guy was from the past because clearly it's been a while, but um, he tried and mochi was like rabid it was so bad and it was scary so he did run away which was lovely but that was good though she was like your she was like your filter exactly and she knows what's up i've seen her also though be non-discerning and throw herself at people that did not work out but i think maybe they are good people and she sniffed that out just not good for me so i have to be a little bit more aware of mochi's affections and what they might mean some people just think like oh, if my dog likes somebody, that's the end all be all. But I think, you know, they're also just dogs. Like you said, if they don't like her, that's a big issue. And like treat her like she's a nuisance. I remember like this guy was like, oh, let's go away for the holidays. And I was like, great, let's make sure that we can take Moach. And he's like, why is she coming? I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Like it's like the record stopped playing and it like scratched. 
it's, you know, she's my child, like you said, and I prefer to have her with me than not. It makes me more at ease. I love her and I want the person I'm with to also love having her around and like treat her like his own dog. I mean, not too much because she's still mine. Let's be honest. She's mine. But if he has a cat, that is the deal breaker. <gasps> Jen. Loki will kill the cat. If, what if she got along with the cat for some odd reason? And then you, I will. Wouldn't, that you it's just, wouldn't you try though? Wouldn't you at least try? The dog trainer told me that Mochi will kill the cat just like she would go after a squirrel because to her that is a big rat. Well, I think this is why you're single and there is no helping you after that. Sorry. <laughs> well, why do men have cats? Well, because they're cute. I mean, I agree. I actually really do like cats. So if I were able to find a guy with a cat, then we'd have a dog and a cat and that would be super cute. Well, you'd never, you never know. Okay. We'll see. I'm open to it as long as Mochi doesn't kill feline. Well, okay. Number 27 is they can't be a recovering anything. And I know this sounds really bad and people are going to be like, oh God. But like, I don't think that it makes sense for you who is well-rounded and likes to enjoy the fun things in life, like drinking drinks and like, you know, you're balanced. And I feel like this, a recovering person may have or had potential issues with balance. Maybe they don't anymore because they're recovering. So that's unfair to say, but I just feel like you like to enjoy going out and having glasses of wine and, you know, having cocktails. And I think that it would make you feel not as happy and excited if you couldn't enjoy that with the person you're with. I agree. I also, and that's part of the whining and dining and romance side of things is that I do really truly enjoy those things. It helps me relax, makes me feel like I'm on vacation, makes me feel warm and fuzzy and sexy and all the things. But The bigger issue is the extreme. And as we know, I don't like extreme anything, not religion, not politics, not anything. So for somebody to have had one extreme, that means there's possibility for the other extreme. And while I love balance, I I prefer the person remain in the middle and only teeter a little here and there, but not hit, you know, bottom or hit the opposite of that. I just don't want somebody that has that capacity. I can't handle it. I know there are plenty of people out there that can. It is a personal choice for me. And I think that's the thing and the theme here is knowing what works for you and what your deal breakers are, what makes you feel most comfortable and safe in a relationship. And looking over my shoulder that the person might slide to the other side is not something I can live with. I agree. Okay. So 28 and 29 and 30 and 31, I'm going to rattle them off. One of them is going to stick out. 28 is this person has to like jazz or be open to liking jazz. That's something that's an interest of gents. Also makes her feel sexy and fun. So you got to be doing that and that's okay. Um, can't be insecure about be to, about being discussed on the podcast is number 29. We will get back to that in one second. Number 30 and 31 kind of go together. Jen likes to eat healthy and she wouldn't probably like date someone who is like eating literal like fast food all day long like you what you wouldn't be able to enjoy a meal with them so they can't be like extreme and also like this is a question is 31 is a meat eater an issue like you don't eat red meat or pork so like could you date someone that wants to eat that every now and then because like what if you want to learn to cook for them like how would you be okay with that 
So meat is not an issue if they eat it and are also willing to order other things so that we can share. I really actually like sharing things on menus so that you can try more stuff. So if they were only a meat eater, that would be sad for me because then we'd never get to share things, but they could probably eat all of my food because my food would be either like poultry or fish or vegetarian or vegan. So they could pick at all my stuff and I couldn't pick at theirs. And I don't think that's fair. Should they dangle a bloody piece of meat in front of my eyes? Hell no, because gross. But they can eat what they want. Do I agree with it? No. Will I ever say that? No, unless it becomes like a much bigger issue in terms of their health or obviously the environment and and just morally. But I understand some people actually need meat for their blood type or they, you know, love it. And I'm not going to take from them what they love. Yeah. Yeah. And you're understanding because you're the one who's like, I'm not eating these things. So your understanding is you just need someone who's understanding back. The not being discussed on the pod, that's a problem. And this is like anybody who has a job, you can't not be supportive of that person's job. It's never going to work. You're going to build up resentment and that's just not an okay thing. And this might be a little different because you're, you know, potentially worried about being exposed against your own will, but you have to also trust that, you know, Jen in particular, because that's who we're talking about, is not a gossiper and is not going to like air dirty laundry. This The things that get discussed on this pod are very general and to help other people. So you, if you knew Jen and you knew the podcast, which you should be supportive of, you wouldn't really be worried about that. So if you are worried about it, then you're not the right person because you don't understand Jen. Absolutely. And I've encountered more than enough people to have this be on this list and why this factors into me being single because it shows a sign of insecurity. It also shows a sign of like, I don't know, vanity or cockiness if somebody also assumes I'm going to talk about them. And it's unfair to me. Like you were saying, this is a part of my life. I want to share this with that person. Also, if somebody's doing something awesome, I want to use them as a great example. It's hard not to want to gush over somebody that you like as well. So it's really limiting and it's really unattractive if somebody puts the kibosh on it because they're so insecure. I think the end of the day, I can't be with somebody who's super insecure anyway. Yeah. And this does sort of filter that out. It definitely does. It's a great filter. Okay, so Jen has some masculine qualities, and those are things that I think get her like ahead in life. They're leadership qualities. They make her good at her job. And I don't think that they should be looked at in a negative way. Again, this is just like single. It's just a fact. There are some masculine qualities. I think because there are some gender roles that still exist in society and we're all okay with that here in this village, I think that some guys could be put off by that. Now, do we need to be more feminine? Do we need to change that? No, I don't know. I mean, it just depends on what you personally want to do. But I think that unfortunately, because of the gender roles, some people could be, some men can be put off by this. I think that, but that I don't think needs to change, in my opinion. Now, you could say, you know what? Yeah, there are some things I'd like to be a little more this way or that way about, and that's cool. But I think if you just understand anybody out there, or Jen specifically, that this is you and that's your thing, and you teeter a little more in the direction that is not totally traditional or like going to put you in the like category of just one thing you're a little more gray. I think that's okay. I think you just need to at least know that. So there's not something that you might misplace blame for, if that makes any sense. 
Absolutely. And I, I do think that it might be off-putting to some men, but those men aren't my men. So like I am a go-getter. I am very self-motivated and a self-starter. And I do all of the things that you know, you see in my life, no one's doing them for me. So I think because I do take action, I also need that from a guy. I need somebody to pull the trigger when needed to, you know, make a decision. I need somebody to be able to jump to action if we need to pivot or protect, or I don't know, even come up with a date. The reason, like we did that whole episode of coming up with dates and it's so sad because I feel like that was such an easy exercise and some guys just can't even yelp. And I'm like, the site is there for you. What is the deal? I, I need somebody who can be proactive and take action and, and has the ability to move things forward and match my energy or be even exactly. I was going to say is not put off by your energy can like match it and then take it a step further exactly and also I do have a lot of feminine qualities yeah I have a good rom-com I cry at happy things I gush over my dog and have a baby voice I love decor and fashion and all kinds of beauty products I love to be cuddled I am affectionate when I don't hate you and you know there are girly things about me you yes, just have are. to get my walls and prove to me why you get to see them. And that is okay also. Number 33, 34, and 35, I'm going to like just, I am just going to say I think these things, well, I have opinions on these things. Number 33, should Jen be more sexually open? Yes. That is my... The what? Yeah. No, no. no. (laughs) Not like, I just think maybe even just being more sexual with the people. That's all. And I don't think you even need to answer anymore. I think you just go and be a little bit more slutty. Just a little. Okay. okay. Number number 34, not interested in slashies. That's fine. That goes back to kind of the beginning when we're talking about roommates and guys that are like, we're going to put them all in one category. Like I'm an actor slash singer slash dancer slash model. Like we're not interested in that. They're not go-getter enough. I mean, I just know unless they're like, it's just not going to work for Jen. It's too many things. It's all over the all over the place and it's too much for her. So that just doesn't work. And I think that's okay. 35 is everybody's problem right now. You can't meet people because of COVID. There's nothing we can do about that till we get a vaccine. So, oh, that's definitely part of the reason why you're single right now. And that's okay. We just all embracing it until that's over. And the last number 36 is, and this I'm saying, because this is my opinion, (laughs) But I think it's only a problem if this is solely what Jen thinks, and I know that she doesn't. So she's better than all the men in this city. Could that be potentially the truth? Yes, it could. If Jen thinks that, it's never going to work and she's going to be single forever because that she's never going to be able to like embrace somebody if she thinks she's better than them. She doesn't. That's just my opinion. Thanks. I don't. You are right. I just feel like I haven't met that guy yet. He's here somewhere. He's alive. But- I haven't met him. And so I don't want to date someone just to fill that role. I want to make sure that I find a great person because it's the same thing. You don't want to be friends with shitty people. You want to make time for the ones that are the best ones. And I don't want to give my energy and efforts to a guy just because I don't want to be alone potentially, or I want a pandemic partner, but I want the right guy and I want the right partner for me. And I will wait until that guy 
shows up. And I think that that is, you know, works for some people to have a pandemic partner or because some people are lonely or some people don't care about if the person has missing hair or some people don't, you know, are offended by people who eat meat. So all of these things are just, again, little guidelines for everyone at home to sort of reflect on, make your own list that's kind of like this get into the details of things and just go over like a little reasons why you might be single or maybe why you're in a relationship and you're not happy and see what comes out of it. Because again, it's like a little, it could be a little goal list. There could be things you could look back on and be like, I want to change that or I want to keep doing this thing. Um, but since it's your birthday, we need a birthday wish for you this year and we need a wish from Santa. Those things can be the same thing or they can be different. Okay. Well, I'll start with the birthday. I wish just to be healthy, happy, and loved as I have been and for more good things to come. I am very fortunate and I I really just want to keep things going because I feel like when you come from a place of gratitude, more of that comes. And I, I am very lucky. Even during a year that is so unprecedented, I truly do feel loved. And that's, that's really that. So more of that, please. Thanks. And my wish for Santa is to actually send me that person that Tara said I would be in a relationship with in February. I need this to be true for a couple of reasons. I need to continue believing in astrology. And right now it all hinges on that. And the other thing is Santa, you are the guy. There's songs written about you bringing love. Hey, Santa, whatever, however that goes. I'm not going to even ruin your ears, but it's a Mariah Carey song. And you need to bring me this guy because it's cute. It's very rom commy and it's my homework dream. Totally is. It's her favorite holiday and it's her birthday. And Santa, you heard our list. This is our list to Santa. Please grant the wishes. What is your birthday wish for me? And what is your wish for Santa? Okay, my birthday wish for you is that you really focus on your positive strengths, which I know you already do, but I just think right now is the time to like even hammer it home more. And I think you're really good at it. And so I think you continue to do that because like we just made this list and there's a ton of positive things in here. I think keep doing that. So my wish for you is to continue being you, but like more. And then my wish for Santa is literally like make this pandemic end, please. Like, please make it stop. Cause that helps you and your singleness potentially. And then also it helps all the rest of the world get back to normal. I really, it's like probably everybody's wish and it sounds real boring, but like, I just want it to be done, please. And then there are so many parties and celebrations that we have to have, including a 36th birthday party for Jen, that is going to go into conjunction with all the other things that we've missed out on this year. Like your 40th birthday, celebrating your child, you having a housewarming party, any of those, any of those things. So, you know, um, um, we are really putting a lot on you, Santa, but please, please hear our list and our wishes and Merry Christmas to you, Santa. Happy birthday to you, Jen. And please, Jen, remind us where everyone can find you and see all of the fun things you're doing on the socials. Well, you can follow me at Jennifer Golden on all the different platforms, but I think I really only post on Instagram. You'll figure it out. Find me there. Yes, and me too. You can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets. 
Amazing. And guys, don't forget to tune in next week for an all new episode where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff with our guest, Rob Evers. And if you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. And it's complicated wherever you get your podcasts to rate, comment, obviously tell a friend. And we'll be back next week to end this year with a bang. Happy birthday. Thanks. Love you long time. You're on a hot date with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. And now it's complicated.